What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another edition of Get the Ball Rolling. Weren't we blessed with a wonderful weekend of FCS action? I'm excited to discuss all of that week one and what to look forward to in week two. Might be a little bit longer of a podcast because there were a lot, a lot of things that happened and I'm excited to dig into it. Uh, first off, we did have some, you know, Thursday, Friday games and I do want to mention uh, some of those. Now, most of my my thoughts will be uh, surrounding uh, FCS versus FCS. I know that... Uh, how do I put this? A lot of people like to do top 25 rankings. You guys have heard my rant on that, right? And the the, the comparison in my brain from FCS to FBS is not a one-to-one. I don't even know how to quantify it. Is it a half to one? Is it a quarter to one in my brain? Just because the FCS uh, is just at so much different uh, disadvantages, I guess, to an FBS. Not saying they can't win. Ask William and Mary what has happened. But as far as scholarships, uh, you know, facilities, all of these things uh, that contribute to the overall, you know, health of, of, of the program. You see, uh, when you're able to have 70 plus scholarship players and, you know, walk on spots, you have different, there's different kind of rules between the FBS and the FCS. So it's hard for me to say, okay, let's talk about the difference between Akron and St. Francis, right? Now, it was a phenomenal game. Loved watching it, but it's hard to really get in and, and, and discuss the differences. We'll give shout outs, but once when we get FCS versus FCS, I'm able to go, okay, I know what the Big South is capable of. I know what the the uh, Big Sky is capable of. I know what the Missouri Valley Football Conference is capable of. I know the hierarchy and what my predictions are this season within that conference. So those those things to me are easy. We're going to kind of stick to that and obviously give some shout-outs. We're doing the recap and then a little bit of a preview. Again, uh, when we're sitting here uh, talking about it, uh, I, more so what we're excited to see in week two as far as FCS versus FCS. Uh, but to start off, Thursday night, FCS had absolute phenomenal games and played the the FBS very, very tight. Uh, St. Francis loses by seven in overtime to Akron. Uh, we had Bryant falling by one point to FIU in overtime. Uh, and... I mean, those were some close games, and it was it was very interesting to watch all of them. Some other really interesting games that I re- oh, and then the, I was that was the last one. Portland State playing San Jose State, very very tough until the bitter end. Couple interesting games uh, about teams that a lot of people were hyped up about. Campbell being uh, number one now. Campbell, a few years ago, we had him on the podcast. Uh, one of the coaches. Phenomenal program. Uh, love the coach. Love the head coach. Love what they're doing in Buse Creek. And then they just haven't they haven't hit that next level. They have a phenomenal recruiting class the last couple of years, right? COVID was weird because they played in the fall, they didn't play in the spring, and then last year was kind of a, a, a disappointment, I think you would categorize it, because a lot of people had high hopes. Campbell came out, they played very, very well against the Citadel, and, and honestly, uh, yeah... There's an argument that this team is is 
kind of on the inside track as far as the Big South champions and hopefully making it into the FCS playoffs. They do have a couple of very tough weeks coming up uh, on the road against William & Mary, on the road against East Carolina. But I want to see what they're capable of against the tribe of William & Mary. We'll be discussing them a little bit later in the podcast. And and then against an, an FBS team, of course, anytime you're able to, to upset them. But very, very impressed. 29-10. They're good. They're fast. They play strong. Uh, clean up a couple mistakes, obviously. First game of the season. And then the Citadel runs a very, very unique style of offense. Nothing to really hang your hat on. Uh, Campbell played phenomenal. The next one, like I said, Bryant FIU. I, have been, I was on Bryant last year year I was watching them towards the end of the season I'm like this team's good and not a lot of people in the national media were talking about them but I kept on saying this is a team that we need to watch for and then uh you know obviously they uh they take on FIU and they move to the big south I believe that move was this year uh before they were in the NEC uh now they're playing I believe they're in the they're playing like a quasi schedule. It's very very difficult to follow every single person, every team, what they're what they're going to be doing. But uh, you look forward. Uh, obviously, Brown, LIU, Post, uh, Southern Connecticut State. Uh, Charleston Southern, Gardner-Webb, Campbell, Holy Cross. I mean, we're going to get some really interesting games. And I think, in in my opinion, Bryant can make some noise going forward. If you get a team like NCANT, which I think is a great team, Campbell that we just discussed, Rhode Island, a team that I was on last year, if you pick up wins against these teams... The committee's got to look at you if you're Bryant. Uh, really excited to see where they're going. Play great against uh, FIU. Maybe it was just because FIU had a down night. Whatever you want to say, phenomenal. Uh, another upset, a lot of people are, are talk a lot about Kennesaw State. Sanford beat them at home 27-17. A lot of people had Kennesaw State top 10. It does take a while for that offense to develop with Kennesaw State. I wouldn't. I, I still think that they're a, a good football team. We'll see over the coming weeks if they're able to rectify some of the issues that made it for Sanford. If you're Sanford, you're hoping, you know, you still got Mercer, you still got Chattanooga, you still got ETSU uh, in, the, in the SOCON. Well, you're feeling pretty good about yourself, and hopefully, you know, you're like, okay, maybe, maybe, you know, we just went up against a top 10 team, or what a lot of people thought was a top 10 team, a team that's been very consistent and, and a mainstay in the playoffs the last few years. Hopefully, we can get the win uh, going forward. Quick uh, CAA action, New Hampshire beating Monmouth by a score of 31-21, to and then Rhode Island beating Stony Brook. Again, Rhode Island was another team that I jumped on pretty early last year. Uh, a couple years ago, we, we did interview uh, one of the coaches there on the podcast. Uh, they had kind of a down year that year. Uh, Another down year, and then last year they kind of got picked up on the upswing. Uh, very interested to see what happens uh, in the CAA. I think there is definitely some room for them to make some noise. Obviously taking on Bryant next week, taking on Delaware, Pitt. Uh, and then once when you kind of get into the, the, the meat of the season, they do play Monmouth, William & Mary, Maine, New Hampshire, and Albany. Excited to see where the Rams go going forward. And then, so, uh, and then the final game on that Thursday night, Missouri State looked very good against Central Arkansas. Central Arkansas a few years ago was a very dominant team. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of waiting to see uh, if they can get back to that. We'll keep an eye on that, that A-Sun kind of whack auto bid, uh, if they're able to make some noise for that. And then uh, the other team that I jumped on really early last year was William & Mary. Uh, I thought that Mike London, I think he's a phenomenal coach. He needed to get a couple of recruiting 
classes under his belt, some transfers, and look at what they were able to do uh, taking down Charlotte. Now, Charlotte isn't a great FBS team. They've still, they're still respectable Conference USA. Uh, very interested to see uh, what... William & Mary is capable of. A lot of people like Villanova to win the CAA. I'm still on the tribe. I think William & Mary is more than capable of doing so. So I'm excited to see uh, this upcoming season for them. And then Saturday, we had some interesting games. Obviously, Delaware beating Navy, South Dakota State taking on Iowa in an absolute slugfest, which you didn't miss much. Pretty boring, but it was a very close game. Uh, Youngstown State and Duquesne. I know they they say Duquesne. Uh, in Utah, we say Duchesne. Du- du- <laughs> I had to say it right. Duchesne, because I almost said Duquesne again. Uh, but Duquesne, that was a pretty good game. Montana looked really crispy against Northwestern State. Uh, North Dakota State taking on Drake, beat beat them up. Uh, and so when I'm when I'm looking across the FCS landscape, uh, I'm really intrigued with how this season's going to play out against uh, some of these teams. The last one that I kind of wanted to leave you with was the Incarnate Word uh, putting up 64 points against SIU. Uh, Southern Illinois the last few years have has been in the playoffs, has made some noise out of the you know the Missouri Valley Football Conference, and UIW just just straight out you know put it on, put on a show after losing their coach and their quarterback. They showed up, they showed out, uh, and and honestly, Incarnate Word, they most definitely can make some noise going forward. Uh, they do play, you know, Southeast Louisiana only one time this year. I believe last year they played them twice, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they only play Nichols as well one time this year, and so when you're looking at their schedule, they take on Nevada, which is a very weak Mountain West team. Uh, I think they can pick up wins against Prairie View, McNeese, Lamar, uh, you know, Texas A&M Commerce, brand new comer. Uh, he's in between Northwestern State. This is definitely a dangerous team. I thought they were going to take a step back. Uh, they came out swinging against SIU. Uh, really interested to see what they're capable of going forward. Now, for those of you who don't, who are, are new to the show, I do want to introduce to you guys that we do do uh, FCS tiers or, or bracketing, I guess is what you call it. We kind of put them in groups. I don't like power rankings because, again, that's arbitrarily ranked. It's just saying my opinion is better than yours. Uh, and then... We also do, uh, we, all, we have a top 25 or a top, I believe it's a top 15 that I've been doing in recent years that I'll put them there just so you guys can see as far as movement up and, and, and down go. But again, it's hard to, to talk about like, where do I put the HBCU if they're playing for the Celebration Bowl? Where do I put the Ivy Leagues? Uh, you know, because Princeton has been good in recent years, uh, Dartmouth as well. And so a top 25 is difficult. It's top 25 playoffs, right? Teams that will be going into the playoffs. And then, but I really do like the tiers. Right now, we just have that championship bubble. Uh, I do believe Montana is a really good team. I want to see what they're capable over the next couple of weeks uh, as their schedule kind of rolls out. North Dakota State is still the odds-on favorite, uh, but we'll be releasing our tiers probably week three, uh, so after week two, maybe after next week, uh, once when we have a couple of uh, weeks of film and everything, we'll be putting them into tiers. Uh, and then you'll hear me talk a lot about the teams that I'm really excited about this year, Mercer being one of them, William & Mary, Rhode Island, uh, and then now UIW. I was really big into UIW last 
last year, Incarnate Word. Uh, I really liked that win against SIU. I don't want to overreact, so we've got to see how they play against, like I said, uh, Nevada, uh, Prairie View A&M, the, and, and those kinds of teams, and then uh, we'll kind of create it. Campbell, very interesting coming out of the Big South. Bryant, very interesting, kind of adding to my list of teams I'm really excited about. And then one team that I know nobody's going to be discussing because they lost, but North Dakota played very, very well uh, against Nebraska. They had been to the playoffs uh, in the spring and then the year before. Last year, they missed it. So hopefully uh, North Dakota you know, bounces back. We do like North Dakota, big fans of them on this podcast. So Looking forward uh, into this next week. Uh, right out of the gate, Thursday night, we have UT Martin taking on Missouri State. Uh, now, UT Martin, this was a, this is going to be a review, a, a repeat of last year's uh, first round, or was it first or second round, a playoff game. Uh, really good game. I'm excited to watch that. I'm excited to see what Missouri State, a lot of people have them, you know, top five uh, within their championship bubble. I do not, but I think that Missouri State uh, and their quarterback can make a lot of noise. Excited to see how that one kind of rolls out. We do have a lot more uh, FCS versus FBS teams uh, this week. And it, it, it makes it difficult to kind of predict those. I'm hoping for some more upsets, of course. Uh, very intrigued. Uh, as stated before, Montana taking on South Dakota. South Dakota did make the playoffs last year. Uh, they were really good, really interesting team. Uh, they do get them at home. Uh, Montana gets the, 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 the lucky chance of playing them at home and then taking on Indiana State on the road. Um, the Big Sky is a gauntlet. They do have to go to Weber State, which I'm excited. We'll probably make the drive up from uh, St. George to Ogden to watch that game on the 29th. Uh, very intriguing matchup there. Um, Nor- NCAA and and North Dakota State. I, I've been on NCAA and uh, The last couple of years have been not what I thought they were going to be. Uh, I want to see if they're able to compete at the highest level uh, in the FCS. And there's no better team to take on than North Dakota State. Again, I think North Dakota State is the favorites. I, I don't know why you would you would bet against them. Uh, a really interesting Missouri Valley Football Conference game right out of the gate. We've got Northern Iowa taking on North Dakota. Both teams lost last year, or last week, last year, last week. Uh, you and I, they play an absolute gauntlet of a schedule uh, right out of the gate. I mean, Air Force, North Dakota, Sac State. Uh, and so I'm really interested to see. Uh, it, it is at home for UND. That will be a game we'll definitely be tuning into. Uh, UND, like I said, both of these teams are usually uh, staples in the, you know, in the in the playoffs. So definitely getting a game week two, only have a one week of film. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how those offensive and defensive coordinators uh, adjust. Another big game uh, that I'm really excited to talk about was the uh, the William and Mary game. Uh, and then also the Bryant Rhode Island game, which we've kind of talked on, touched on. Uh, Bryant is at home. Rhodey does have to go uh, to Bryant. So I want to see how Rhodey was, you know, if, if that, you know, Stony Brook game was uh, a little bit of an overhype. Am I overhyping them? Uh, they were a good team last year. I thought that they should have made the playoffs. They didn't. Same thing with Bryant. Uh, I'm excited to see the difference between the these two offenses. Uh, and, and really, I think it's going to be come down to whoever has the ball last. Really, really looking forward to that game. Like I said, William Mary and Campbell. Uh, I think both of these teams are... I, William and Mary uh, has, like I said, I predicted them to win the CAA. I did not predict Camel to win the Big South. 
but I think Campbell most certainly can. I'm interested to see the adjustments. Both teams kind of coming off wins that they're excited about. Uh, and I think that William and Mary, I think William and Mary ends up winning just by the simple fact of home field advantage. But I wouldn't be surprised if Campbell goes up there and, and gets their offense going. They have a good, they're a pretty well-rounded team, which makes me happy uh, to see that. Another game that might be, again, a little under the radar, uh, South Dakota State and UC Davis. Two teams, again, mainstays in the, the college football playoff. Uh, UC Davis played uh, Cal fairly tough last week. And then you've got South Dakota State, who, you know, had that slugfest against, uh, had that slugfest against, Iowa. I, I almost blanked on the name. On, on Iowa, South Dakota State, uh, their offense couldn't really get going too much. I don't know if it was because they lost their offensive coordinator to Idaho, uh, but it would be something to keep a beat on to see how they kind of go up against an FCS team. I know a lot of people have them, you know, r- really top one or two. Uh, another game, another team that hasn't been as, as, uh, prevalent or, or mostly talked about is Eastern Illinois. They played very well against uh, Northern Illinois. Uh, take it on Chattanooga. This this might be more of an intriguing matchup than one one would have thought before just because uh, the mocks, uh, the, a lot of people have them winning the SoCon. Uh, they did beat Wofford, you know, ousted them 31-0. They didn't even score. So them going against uh, EIU at home, uh, Eastern Illinois could make some noise uh, in the Ohio Valley Uh and then to see where Chattanooga is at, I think that's a really good measuring stick for both teams uh, going forward. And I'm excited to watch that game this upcoming week. And, of course, I guess the final game that I'm that I'm really, really looking forward to is the Tennessee Tech-Texas A&M Commerce. Uh, both teams, uh, t- Tennessee Tech, uh, they, they fell to Kansas, which you can't blame them. Uh, Texas A&M Commerce, a new team to the FCS. They beat down on Lincoln last week. I believe they're a D2 team. Uh, 52-7, if not D3. Uh, I, I would have to go and look that up. They were able to do it. This is their first you know, D1 uh, legit game. Tennessee Tech uh, in years past have, has been decent at times. Uh, but they do get them at home. So I'm going to be watching them. I like watching the newcomers to the FCS and kind of what they're you know, what they're capable of, where are they measuring out? And then finally, um, a team. Now, I know that I didn't discuss it in kind of the, the recap part of the podcast, but uh, because they lost, but my uh, alma mater, Utah Tech, I actually went there when it was Dixie State, so I'm kind of my quasi alma mater, right? It's the same school, just different name. Uh, they're taking on Shadron State. Uh, super interesting game for them. I hope Dixie was a- or Utah Tech is able to get the win. Uh, they did lose last week to Sacramento State. However, put up a ton of points, 33 points uh, to Sacramento State, which which has been co-champions of the Big Sky the last couple of years. Uh, now, they put up 56 points on them, but it was a close game. We were able to watch it, uh, and I'm, I'm excited to see what Utah Tech is capable of going forward. Again, they're taking on Shadron State, Weaver State, SUU. I don't know if they'll beat Weaver State. Weaver State looked phenomenal against Western Oregon. They do take on, uh, I believe it's Utah State next week. So we'll really be able to see a big-time measuring stick when they take on Utah Tech. And then, uh, you know, we'll obviously be making the drive up to Cedar City on the 24th of September to see Utah Tech take on SUU, uh, kind of reigniting that that rivalry. Uh, with only being, you know, 40-ish miles apart, uh, so many so many uh, people here in St. George where, where 
where I live, uh, they actually, uh, Dixie State, which is now Utah Tech, uh, was only a two-year college for a very long time. So a lot of people would would go to uh, Dixie State, right, and then uh, for two years and then uh, transfer to SUU uh, for two years and, and do their, their, their schoolwork there. Uh, I believe even back in the day, SUU had a campus or a place where the St. George kids could actually go instead of making the drive up to Cedar City. Uh, again, campus is separated by about 40 miles so it's not too much of a drive just uh some gain in elevation about 3,000 feet in elevation uh gain separates the two schools uh reigniting this rivalry is going to be really fun we get a game in cedar city and a game in st george this year so something that uh i'm looking forward to so again next week we'll be releasing our tiers uh we did talk about our championship bubble uh, i do think uh campbell rhode island i, I think william and marion definitely entered it um, I really am excited to see what Villanova is able to do. A lot of people have them predicted pretty high. So uh, after a couple of weeks, you can start to see some trends. Right now, it's very difficult uh, with the FCS where they're playing the FBS schools. Uh, obviously, we want upsets. You know, Delaware, uh, you want to see an upset. William & Mary, you want to see an upset. You want to see those. Uh, but it's very difficult when you're, when, you know, someone gets ousted 59-0. And it's really hard to, to take away a lot of things from that. Um, a lot of FCS schools play the FBS schools mainly because they get a financial the the FBS schools can pay upwards of a million dollars to and they'll you know fly them in pay for their uh, pay for their bags pay for everything to get them there their reservations their food and everything just to play them so it, this is more of a financial a lot of a lot of it is financial where they're able to get a couple of of nice uh, of nice you know, able to upgrade things around the school, uh, pay for their athletics department and stuff like that. So once we get into FCS, FCS, uh, we'll really be able to see what these teams are capable of. So thank you guys for listening. As always, we continue to grow year in, year out. Uh, every single podcast we release, we get more downloads, we get more interaction. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Uh, reach out to us there. We have a lot of questions. Uh, we'll be we'll be doing kind of a mailbag question uh, in the next couple of episodes. I've got a really, really good long list of questions people have sent me through twitter reach out to us talk to us we love to hear from you guys the fans the fcs community is absolutely phenomenal uh i hope you guys have a wonderful week this week get ready for that thursday night game until next time we'll keep the ball rolling